The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fill her up! You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. One, who does... Harrington does have a great name. Uh, we like to call him Mike Flemington because he's always speaking like he's got phlegm in his voice. Herringbone, uh, Hernando Laranja, nickname. Well, didn't nickname him that. He thought that was his actual name. But anyway, enough of that. Welcome to the show, everybody, or welcome to the show. Don't adjust your screens. Anthony Smith has not grown a long <laughs> head of hair. He has not grown, you know, some female body parts and wearing a hat. We are joined today... And we're going to go through the show with the one and only Laura Sanko. Thank you for having me. I was, I was really, that was one of the better introductions I've ever had. And I was a little concerned about the direction it was heading, but you, you wheeled it back. Great. Just why, where, where did you think it was going to go? You said Anthony Smith has not grown a great head of hair or yeah. a great, I mean, I, that's, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, well, no, no, that popped into my mind and I thought that is not a good tone to start the show on. <laughs> I have a wife, you have a husband. and I think it's just a great weird. tone. It's a great tone. Okay, well, that's it, guys and girls. Lots more of that stuff coming along. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today. Before we get started and talk about everything that's going on in MMA, Laura, I saw you, uh, you were in Mexico. Yes. Yes, a little bit of a tan, a little bit of a tan. Went to Cabo with the uh, the fam for... Eight days, we rented a, uh, a beautiful house in this really nice neighborhood uh, in Cabo. And it was me and my husband and my son and then my brother and his three kids. And it was a blast. We had so much fun. So much Must fun. Must be nice. The life of Laura Sanko, eh? We rented a beautiful house. You know what I mean? Like you don't my do God. that. That's like your daily life. You live, you live in a warm climate and you live in a beautiful mansion. So sorry that I get to do that once a year, Michael. A half mansion, according to Luis J. Gomez. Uh, let me ask you this, Laura. Carbo, I've never been. We were actually going to plan a trip soon. I've heard, though, because you went with the family, I've heard it's a bit of a party town. It is. Oh, so what was your experience? So ours was, I have a very boring way that I like to vacation. I like to do almost nothing. That's my version of a vacation. That's I want to be somewhere beautiful, and I want to wake up and have very little to do. Like, I don't want to be packed with you know, go do this and itinerary this and all that. I, I, that is not, and my family pretty much rolls the same way. So we rented this house. It had two pools. Like my son brought his PS5 and we basically just hung out most of the days and enjoyed the sunshine and the beach and the pools and whatnot. We did go to dinner one night to, I kid you not, I think it's the best restaurant I've ever been to in my life, both in terms of like quality of food, quality of vibe. It was insanely expensive and we did not know that it was insanely expensive walking into it. But luckily we drank ourselves into loving it and it was it was so fun. So fun. What was the name? Rosa Negra. And it's like one of those restaurants. Oh, oh I, I, I've been to it. There's one in... Cancun. I've so been you know to it. It's, like, it's like a Vegas nightclub. It's insane. And we brought our yeah. kids to it. But they were they absolutely they freaking loved it. Like my son was trying to buy a bottle because like every time you buy a bottle, 
the DJ drops this sick beat and like yeah. all these ladies come out and there's sparklers and like everyone's clapping and like this home, home, you know, it's like you're in a club. And my son wanted that to happen at our table. And so without me knowing, like pulled the waiter over and was asking him how much for a bottle. Mind you, he just turned 10. 10 years old, ordering bottles in Carbo. I mean, it's going to be a slippery slope from there. <laughs> so you know what I mean? He's going to be selling crack before you know it. No. You know? He's from Kansas. I mean, my God, anything's He's possible. He's from Missouri, Michael. He's from Missouri. Kansas, right? You live in Kansas? I live in Missouri. It's okay. Oh, okay, right. My bad. Sorry, just okay. edit that bit out. Uh, no, I went to that same restaurant and uh, it was a friend of, well, a friend of a friend that owned the place. So we got kind of looked after mm. and we walked in and they do a lot of steaks, right? Yeah. Everyone ordered steaks and they brought everyone's food over and it all looked amazing, right? And I thought they haven't brought mine and I thought it'll be coming in a minute. It'll be coming in a minute. My meal never came. And by this point, everyone's eating their meal. And then I asked for it and they said, oh no, we've sold out now. So, and then, and then, as I often do this, because I'm annoyed, I say, because I, I, they offered something else. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't Did want anything now. tables? So I sat there fucking starving the whole time, went back to the hotel and ordered room service. And my wife had no pity for me. She said, well, oh, you could have ordered something else, but because you were annoyed, you said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. One star on Yelp. Anyway, oh. happy new year. Any, uh... Any New Year's resolutions, Laura? You know, it's that time of year. I, I'm not big on resolutions because I just I hate. I'm one of those people. I'm either like all in, balls deep on something, or I'm just not gonna do it. And I don't like resolutions because I'm a perfectionist. So if like if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna run X number of times a week. If I miss one week, I'm just like, fuck, I can't. You know, I'm done. So. I'm not very good at like, I'm not, I'm not good at, at, at writing them out. I mean, of course I always want to improve myself and like, I do feel like I need to be a better. Who, who, who writes them out? <laughs> no, because they, they do. You're going to I dated goals. a guy in high school. Gonna, yeah. Well, he's a dork and you're not with him anymore. Okay. Real men do not get a pen and paper and maybe they do. And I'm just a moron and write down their goals and maybe because they're trying to manifest it. Everyone's yeah. trying to manifest fucking everything. Everyone's always been trying to do better in life. You can't manifest it. I'm just going to will it into existence. Fucking work your ass off. That's yeah. all you're going to do or yeah. be disciplined. Writing it down on a piece of paper does not make it real. I need your advice though. Cause you're really good at something I want to be better at this year. Please. Cause I've seen you do it. Hold on. Just generally be awesome. I mean, also that, yes. <laughs> no, no, go on. You're go like on. superior commentary. Check. Oh God. <laughs> I would never dream of saying such a term <laughs> to the great Laura Sanko. Go on. What have you um, got for me? No, you're really good at, you're really good at being disciplined about exercising when we travel. Cause I see yes. you in the gym as I walk past to my room <sighs> to go not work out. Mm. So how do you, you gotta like, do it? What's, what's the secret? Is there a secret? You just do it. <sighs> well, I would love to say that it's just, you know, it's just part of my routine. It's who I am. And, you know, I'm focused on long-term health. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time it's negating the negativity of the night before. Ah. <laughs> so if you know this, Lauren, but I've got a serious drink problem. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. I haven't had a drink all week. Um, no, I, I just enjoy it. That's how I like to start my day. And if I've got a busy day, then I'll get up super early to do it. Like this morning, did my run, did my weights, legs and abs today. Uh, did the sauna, 
did the ice bath. I'm all about that ice bath and sauna life right now. I'm turning into one of those guys. But it's great. The endorphins. They say it's like having a line of cocaine. Well, I'm off my tits. Okay. <laughs> but a line of cocaine apparently only lasts about an hour, apparently. And uh, I've heard. But the, <laughs> but the endorphins from the ice bath apparently last all day. Okay. I've never no. done cocaine, but I would, and I've also never done an ice bath. So I think I should try the ice bath. And Rebecca got in, Rebecca got in the ice bath. Uh, she like was it? doing okay for a while. Then we went to England. She was doing all right. It was freezing, freezing cold. Cause we don't put the ice in. We can set it to the temperature we want. So it's on like three degrees Celsius, which is just above freezing. So it's, it's bloody cold. Uh, and you, and you do acclimatize to it pretty quickly. Cause the first time was over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How do people put this on social media yeah. and look all cool about it? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I was and having like, fits. Yeah. Talk, hey there. guys, you know, here's yeah. what I'm doing. Um, but Rebecca's got out of it now. And she says it's too cold to do an ice bath. I'm like, when you get in the ice water, it's colder than the air temperature. And the air temperature will feel warm when you get out. But she's she's given up, Laura. What can I tell you? Do you think I should try to become an ice bath person? Get an ice bather. Become an ice bather. Right. Get a sauna. A flat earther, an ice bather. How big is your farm? Uh, we have 150 acres. You've got room for an ice bath. You've yeah. got room for a sauna. I know for a fact you can afford it. You're the commentator of the year. Do you know what I mean? And all that shit. Okay, you're coming for our jobs. You manifested me into bloody poverty. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Now I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm going to get fired every time. You're just uh, excited you're so that this year great. you don't have a camera stuck in your face. Like, say not, say something awesome about Laura. Say how, how great Laura is. So let's oh. celebrate Laura. Say something nice <laughs> So for those people that don't know, because we celebrated Laura becoming obviously such a great commentator and joining the team, uh, they made a documentary about it. Do you know what I mean? But the documentary was very, very ongoing. And every time I walked into the apex to get my makeup done, every time I'd be like, Michael, just explain like what Laura brings to the table. What's it like to work with Laura? I don't know. She's all right. You know what I mean? What do you want me to do? I've kissed your ass enough. That's it. We're bringing on Mike Harrington. Harrington, join the show. Harrington, join the show. This is what he does. What's up, Mr. Miss Famous? Yeah, sorry, man. It's Um, okay. What can I help you with, sir? Ignore Laura. You're just going to ignore her. You're not going to say hi. Hi. This is the this is the third time I'm saying hi to her now. You're just making this disingenuous. But yes, hello, Miss Sanko. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Harrington? With a I'm doing. Brian, are you going to address Laura Sanko and say hello? Where is your manners? Sure. Hi, Laura. How are you? <laughs> if I must. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, so uh, for anyone having Anthony Smith withdrawals, anyone having mixed martial arts withdrawals, Harrington's here. Harrington, what have we got? What is the first story of the day? Um, I think the, the the biggest thing, what everyone has been talking about uh, all week, uh, the rumors that Leon Edwards is going to defend his title at UFC 300 against Bilal Muhammad, so much so that bookies have actually come out with a number. Leon Edwards looking like a minus 400 favorite heading into this one. Wow. Laura Sanko, take it away. Give us your well, best analysis. Make it good. There's a lot of pressure on you now. You're representing an entire gender. Uh, oh, thanks. Thank you very you much. You are. Women all over the world, strong, independent females, okay? Girl bosses, women oh. that can beat guys up. I, I've never once said that. I'm not that girl. I'm not delusional. Um, on TV, um, they can. 
No, I, I, I think first off, it's the fight that has to be made. I would, I, I think I said it on the weigh-in show, like I'm, I was about ready to riot if they didn't put Bilal into this spot. The man has earned it. I think it's like ten fights now unbeaten. Um, it's a, it's an interesting matchup. I, I probably out the gate favor Leon a bit, but minus four hundred seems pretty steep, like real steep. Well, I think when you look at the first fight, the first fight, Leon was, he was sailing away. He was cruising ahead. It was early in the fight when the eye pokes happened. But I guess mm-hmm. if you look at that, if you look at the people that he's beaten recently, Kamaru and Colby, both with a kind of a similar style, let's be honest. I can see why they would have that. But let me ask you this. I love Leon. I'm an Englishman. I'm a proud supporter. Bilal Muhammad is correct. You are right in saying that he is the next number one contender. I do want to see Shavkat though. Sorry, but I always want to see um, And you love Shavkat, especially the heart. Um, that's not going to headline UFC 300. No, I don't think so. No, no. I think I, if we're making UFC 300 predictions, I, I got to, you know what? It's been a while since we've had a triple header, like a triple title fight. Because mm. um, I don't, I just don't see you know, all these silly rumors about Brock or Ronda, like that's not happening. I just don't see how that's even feasible given the testing pool and et cetera, et cetera. Connor's obviously not, or at least according to him, he's not. And that makes sense timeline wise as well. So if you don't have like some insane star to hang the whole card on, I think you end up with like three really good title. This is just me guessing though at, at the top. And this would be one of them, but I don't see it as the marquee fight, because as good of a fight it is as it is, I just, I don't see it like being posterized as UFC 300. This is what we're getting, but I don't know. I, I, I will say this about the matchup though, like to your point earlier, that fight very much was going a particular direction. I do think Bilal Muhammad is, has unlocked like another level since he started training with the Dagestanis though. I feel like he's, and now- he's there right now. He's in the mountains yeah. of Mahachkala. Oh, Mahachkala. Have you been Mahachkala. over there? No. You've been everywhere. Oh, I've been everywhere. Never been there. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure I want to go. No. Well, they, 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 they get around in tunnels. Yeah. It looks you know very- what I mean? I prefer yeah. a car. Yeah. I'm joking. I've never been to Dagestan. I'm sure it's beautiful, though. And I'm sure the brother, brother, the people are very nice. Yeah, but this is number one bullshit, what you're saying, Michael Bisping. Um, yeah, no, listen, Leon's a great champion. Bilal's awesome as well. And that fight needs to happen and it will happen. I'm sure, I, I, I'm, I'm very sure it could go down on UFC 300. The reason I said I don't think it will be top of the bill is because I think you just need some kind of spectacular mega fight bonanza Some, and both guys are great I'm not taking away from them but they're not like oh god I, I'm trying to choose my words Kyle, you know like the mega you know like a Connor or somebody well, like that you know both of them had the same issue or have I mean Leon I think is is past it because of what happened with Kamaru but <clears throat> they kind of had similar tracks in that they're really good fighters they're incredibly well-rounded but because they don't get riddle off you know tons of spectacular finishes in a row they tend to get overlooked and they're also not guys that talk a lot on the mic so you combine the lots of great wins lots of decision wins with the lack of like saying ridiculous things on the microphone you don't get that sizzle necessarily but do you think izzy would come back and maybe have well you get the sizzle you don't get the sizzle but you get the steak but you're right that's interesting they are. They have taken very similar paths. Leon was kind of overlooked for a long time, even though he was slowly chipping away. Bilal, the same thing. 
interesting take, Laura Sanko. You have redeemed an entire gender all over the world. About 4 billion people right now are happy. 4.5. Okay. Um, Israel Adesanya, he's on about coming back. And here's something, uh, Harrington, that I'll, I'll have to publicly uh, embarrass you for. This was not put in the notes. Nate Diaz tweeted, yeah. didn't it? Did you see this over Christmas? He said, UFC 300 sounds tight, but there's nobody to fight. And then what about Jorge being unretired? Is that a Connor reference? Is that a 300 reference? Masvidal versus Nate Diaz rematch? Could That would be insane. But could that even work with like the new testing timelines? Because I don't think they'd make the cutoff. Yeah, so what's UFC 300 going to be? Oh, it's April, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I would think Jorge would have to be a reference to International Fight Week and maybe, I don't know, maybe a bid for that, whatever. Who knows, who knows? But still, whatever, who cares? Throw Shavkat on there as well. Shavkat versus Leon. What would you rather see, Shavkat versus Leon or Shavkat versus Bilal? I'm only saying it to to further this narrative that Bilal gets forgotten about, so much so that he has to call himself Remember the Name. I mean, style-wise... DC forgot I, his name on commentary. I was style-wise, I, want, I, I look forward to seeing Leon versus Shavkat. But I, I want to see... I really do want to see Leon versus Bilal because I'm, I'm a little bit of a purist in that, like, I, I like it when the best is fighting the best and we're not getting these weird jumps in rankings. I don't know. I'm here for all of it, to be honest with you. I, I Yeah, I, no, no, no. I, I'm literally just having a laugh at Bilal's expense. I want to see it. He's, he deserves it. You see, uh, Leon's coach, though, said that they fancied Gilbert Burns. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, I thought that? that was a strange... I thought that was kind of a strange take. That yeah. you kind of not... And I don't remember him even mentioning Shavkat, to be honest with you. Didn't mention Shavkat, said no to Bilal. And I think basically what <laughs> they're looking at there is from a pay-per-view perspective that maybe Bilal won't push the needle. Who knows? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Uh, Gilbert Burns, I don't think he's right there just yet. I love Gilbert. Everybody loves Gilbert. I don't see him pushing the needle necessarily either, though. And I can tell you from experience that once you get Shavkat attached to something, the numbers... Now, I don't know pay-per-view-wise, of course, but like... Oh, you know. The the social media queen. are insane. I saw a little clip of what you're referring to. DC was talking about it. You did a little thing with Shavkat or something, and your followers went through the roof, like 200,000 or something. Well, what was funny is, like, it wasn't followers. But so I've been a fan of – let me just set the record straight. First of all, I don't have a crush on the man, but I've been a big fan (laughs) of him. Anytime a woman says something nice about a man. I know. That's what I'm laughing at. I know. I, I have a crush on you. I have a crush on DC. Like literally anyone I say anything nice to. So just add Shavgat to the list, I guess. Whatever. Anyway. so it's a long I, list. I was <laughs> very long. I was a fan of his when he first came into the UFC because I remember watching him outside of the UFC and being very impressed. So he makes it here, continues to do unbelievable, amazing things. And he's not, he's so mysterious because he doesn't speak English. And when he does speak in interviews, he barely says much. So I kept like pumping him up with the weigh-in show. Oh. And this last time I, I learned some Kazakh. So all I said was, you know, let's go Kazakhstan. Good luck to Shavkat in Kazakh. And I looked at my Instagram. I got 250,000 comments, ah, comments in less than 24 hours. And it like, it shut down my Instagram. I couldn't use it. 
Now, Laura, listen, the reason I did that a second ago is, are you really seriously expecting us all to believe that prior to Shavkat Rachmanov, a man that is a name that we couldn't pronounce until quite recently, oh. that you were following him pre-UFC? Because I call bullshit on that. And if oh, so, it is not bullshit. Because I was working his Fight Island fight, even though I was backstage, I obviously wasn't commentating it. I was working it backstage and I knew that I would probably need to interview him if he won. And so, yes, I did my research, Michael. Yeah, no, no, no. But prior to him being on Fire Island and in the UFC, you weren't following the, no, the Kazakhstan no, like, MMA no. scene. No, correct. But yeah, I mean, like, right. before he made his UFC I'm like, fuck appearance. Off. Fuck off. Don't give me that. I'm like, bullshit. We know you're a nerd. We know you do your homework. You know you do your research and you make all of us look bad. No, okay. That's why I'm calling for you to get fired. You've got to go. keep up. Remember, remember what Dana said about uh, DC when they were at that yes. thing? Uh, and they were flying back on the plane and Dana was like, he said that DC said, oh, Laura makes us all look terrible because she knows everyone inside and bloody out. Well, that was just contender series and that was DC telling me that he's like, he's like, I really like to look at these fights because I was was asking him, I was like, did you see the fight where, you know, the one guy on the regional scene where the one guy that did this and then this happened? I was so excited, just like I was excited to work with you. Like it was my first time working with him. I just wanted to impress him. I wanted to think, I wanted him to think I was really good at my job. So I was like trying to top it up with him. And he goes, you know, Laura, I really like to approach these fights with fresh eyes. <laughs> with fresh eyes, is that what he said? Yeah. I was like, you know, the fight thing, have you? Oh my had, god! Maybe Dominic Cruz had a point. No, well, listen. He, to his credit, he'll he'll repeat that story. I'm not I'm not talking shit yeah. because DC no. will tell that story. But what is amazing about him is that he makes it work just fine. It's not like it affects his his end product at all. So no, I don't no, mind no. It. DC is incredible at what he does, and he's an incredible person as well. So UFC 300, Leon versus Bilal, and a big fight. If you could pick one more big fight, Laura, what would that be? Any idea? Sorry Ooh. to put you on the spot. I would like to I, see, I would like to see Izzy fight the winner of Drakus and Sean. No, I disagree. Why? You don't want that? Well, do you not think that Izzy, having lost, what is it, two out of his last three, and by the way, big Izzy fan here, People get a lot of people say I defend Izzy all the time, which is nonsense. I just call it like I see it. Big Izzy fan, though. He lost two out of his last three. Does he get an immediate title fight? I mean, I understand if Drickus wins, there's history with Drickus. If Sean wins, there's a rematch there. I say they go Izzy versus Hamzat Chimeyev, the winner gets to fight for the belt. I don't hate it. I just, for the reason that you just said, I like, I, I like, I like the Drakus fight because it was the one that we were all getting pumped for for a little while, and then it sort of got, you know, jerked out from under us. And then the rematch with Sean makes sense because I don't think anybody can watch that fight and think that that was Izzy's best performance. You know what I mean? Shall we throw it to the panel? Shall we see what the boys think? Harrington okay. and Brian, show yourself, please. Appear on screen as if by magic. Harrington, first first take. What do you think? And, and by the way, what is another fight you would like to see on UFC 300 if it's Ooh. not one? Imagine. It's tough because, yeah, you did take the the one I wanted to see, which was Izzy versus Hamzat. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's an absolutely incredible fight and something that definitely should happen. Mm. You know, this is somebody who's been calling for Izzy for, what, two years now? Something like that. Now you're in a position to fight him for a number one contender spot. Feels like a no-brainer. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you, though, and let me say this. I guarantee he's not calling for him anymore. He was calling for the champion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You don't want to fight someone that is championship material, a man that defended the belt so many times, but he's no longer the champion. Because if you win, that's the biggest slap in the face ever. It's like me beating Anderson Silva. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, fuck, right? It's all well and good. I've got a few extra scars on my face. And yeah, he had a broken leg and he had a bit of time off and all the rest of it, but he was no longer the champ. Brian, what say you? What Fox News commentator is that? Barney. What? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I you know, we've all we've all been uh, we've all been hearing about the rumors of uh, Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler coming back. That's whoa, 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 whoa. That's solidified, set in stone, June twenty ninth. Right, oh, Laura. Shit. I mean, well, okay. I don't, it was Conor that announced it, so I take it with the slightest grain of salt because that's how I took it. It's Conor. So you never really know, but it did. It did feel. It's not like it's not like Dana came out to me. It was like, no, no, no. It's not. You know, I, I don't know. It felt real. It felt real. You think it felt real? Let, well, we talked about this at Monday on Monday, but I want to get your take. What do you think about the whole one eighty five thing? I think that's really strange, and I think that it is not necessarily ideal for either of them, but especially Connor. Like, mm. I, <clears throat> I can see why he would want to do it, but I. I don't know. I was a carny in a past life. He looks like he weighs about 195 right now. So why maybe maybe even 200? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. No, I, I think I think that would death? be foolish for Connor. No, but do you think he weighs about? Oh yeah. Well, I heard I heard from someone that did a bit of training with him that he's about 200 pounds right now. Yeah. So you can easily make 185. Like you could make it 185 really soon. So that says to me like. What are we, why are we doing this? And yeah. the only thing that makes sense in my mind is, okay, he thinks he can come back, not have to go through much of a weight cut. I guess he feels good at 185, probably feels like he hits really hard. Um, and then maybe he sees a path to a third belt, which would put him, you know, alone in history. But We're I don't, not going to throw him in there with a, a Drickus or a Shaw. I agree. I'm not, but. I'm but sorry. I'm, I agree with you. I'm just saying, why else would he be doing it? Because he doesn't want to diet down and, you and know, guess what, guess what it is as a man. It feels good to be big and not be a tiny little munchkin. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And he's listening to me. He loves to flex a little bit yeah. now, doesn't he? He's like, I like this. Yeah, I like this. I was a skinny little twig before. He's like, I like this new frame. And I'm sorry to all you little skinny twigs out there watching this. But that's why protein sales are through the roof, especially in January. You're all hitting the gym. Are you hitting the gym this week, Laura? I, I mean, I will, but not to get big. <laughs> <laughs> you want the opposite. Do um, you know what else is weird? But Yeah, Connor 185. Going to the court because you're guilty of something and then attacking the judge. Do you see this story doing the rounds? I was I couldn't get away from it yesterday on social media. Harrington, give us a bit of background. Explain the story. And that was a terrible segue. Rescind my championship trophy, please. You're muted. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got Elmo and a crying baby in the background. Um, I heard the baby. 
<laughs> the uh yeah it's me um so this guy was this guy was a uh, uh, he was arrested uh on attempted assault and battery um he said you know in his his uh sentencing hearing he him and his attorney pled for the judge look this guy's got a new job he's got a new outlook on life he's in therapy he doesn't need to go to jail uh the judge said he has he's done probation too many times before he's completed probation uh he's been in the system and he needs a taste of something else at that point he he saw red and jumped over the bench. <laughs> Brian, uh, tell me you got assault the... is hilarious because look at this video though. I feel like you finished it off pretty good in court. That was amazing. He got so much air. That's what I mean. Was it like a springboard? That That's what it was that... like. It was like there was one of those tiny trampolines right in front of the right in front of the judge because he he literally. I mean, that was athletic. I don't mean to minimize how traumatic that must have been for that poor woman, but wow. Well, male or female, you know, you don't have to specify gender, Laura. If that was a judge, an oh, elderly man, that would have been terrifying. He could have had a serious heart condition. The poor woman. The poor person. Okay. The only time. She's literally a woman. The only time I ever point out something as being female, you always do that. Jeez Louise, that poor woman. She's a judge. She's a woman. Okay? Her life is great. She's doing well in life. She's got guards everywhere. No, um, no, that was impressive. Worth noting, the judge, while she did sustain injuries, didn't need to be taken to the hospital, unlike one of the marshals on the scene oh who God. got beaten up so badly he had to go to the hospital. Bro, Brian, play all of the video because at one point there's a guy like one of the guards in the background have you seen this law review have, have you seen the well, whole I have, but i think it's like a guy in a suit that gets to him first yeah the dwarf is a little slow yeah <laughs> yeah hold on wait for it wait for it here and the, the, he gets a serious ass whooping, and rightly so. And I th yeah. thought it was hilarious how Harrington was saying that this guy's trying to convince the judge he's been to therapy, he's learned his lesson, and all the rest of it. This guy's such an unhinged maniac because you've got to be a pretty special sort. Look at this guy. There he is. They're terrible punches, by the they way. They are. That's I imagine. Great. I imagine that's how you punch, Laura. No offense. Oh no! Very good I mean, jujitsu. Am I allowed to point out male male versus female here? Yes, please. I am. You're going to let me do that? <laughs> Take it away. Well, he was punching like a person. He was punching oh. like a person who doesn't know how to punch. Not like a bitch? A little bit like a bitch. A lot a like bitch. a bitch. Like a little girl? Um, I know it's some little girls from Thailand that punch a lot better than that. Yeah, I'm talking about a little girl. I mean, like a little 12-year-old little girl. The average 12-year-old girl? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so he's trying to convince the judge that he's a reformed character and all the rest of it, and then attacks the judge. I mean, what kind of psychopath have you got to be to do that? And he yeah, is not he, helping his case. No, and what are you going to jail for now? Because I think he was like, go, wasn't he going to jail for attempted battery? And now you're just just battery. What do you think? I mean, Brian, look it up if you can, what you get for attacking a judge. But that's going to be five years minimum, at least. Yeah. I'm sure there's all sorts of like... Because you've broken a whole new set of rules now against the court. I don't know. but And really believe it or not, that, that judge was trying to do him a favor. Yes, Brian? Says here, maximum possible prison sentence is 15 years. You will wow. face at least three and a half years in prison. Well, there you go, idiot. And rightly so.
No, no, do you know what I mean? There's certain things I've got to be off limits, you know, like the the people in a position of authority handing down judicial sentences or prison sentences, whatever, they can't be attacked. They've got to be off limits. Do you know what I'm saying? And if you do that, you've literally got no respect for the law. But that woman was trying to do him a favor. She was trying to teach him a lesson because I can only talk about my own experiences is that I did a very short stint inside when I was younger because I was always getting into fights, you know, and every time I went to court, I got a little slap on the wrist. I got, you know, a 250 pound fine or whatever it was. And you don't learn your lesson. And then eventually I went back and the judge said, well, you've been here too many times. So I got sentenced to 28 days, nothing crazy, but it was enough to turn my life around, you know, because when I was in the holding cell with all bloody degenerates and low lives and all the rest of it, I was like, wow, what has my life come to? You know? And then from that day forward, I never got involved in another bar fight. I, in fact, these days, I let people attack me and assault me in New Orleans on family holidays. It happened last year. I got punched in the face again. I'm not going to go into details. You know what I mean? And what do I do? I got choked out in England recently that you probably know about as well by a woman. And I'm not going to talk about that either. No. I thought we were friends. Why didn't you tell us about this? I know, I know, because it's very embarrassing, Brian. But that's how much much I've grown. That's how grown up you are, though. That is is how much you have matured and grown up that you allowed yourself to be vulnerable to a scurrilous, horrible person who took advantage of a vulnerable moment. And I know I'm kind of poking fun right here, but like that really was fun. No, no, it was, it was. Uh, Laura, have you ever had growing up when you were younger? Did you ever get into an actual, you know, fight? I know, I know you've fought mixed martial arts, but in terms of, you know, like, I don't know, in a bar or anything well, I like that? I kind of wanted to. I, one time. So I was actually in England of all places. Um, and I was there on a, happens a lot. college trip. And we were in Grantham, not a big town. And there was, we were out fairly late. And it was actually a guy that I don't remember. Oh, of course it was. And he was jacked. (laughs) No, he wasn't. No, he was not jacked. He wasn't jacked. He was small. He was small, but he slapped me like hard, like super hard right across the face. And I I punched him and I did not knock him out, but I did knock him down. And I like cut his lip open enough like that was, so that was it. It was one punch. I can't call that a fight, but he did slap me and I punched him. Well, good for you. Well done. Well done. Um, should we get back to mixed martial arts? And that's what kind of guy is going out? I see this. I mean, all right, on Twitter now, I talked he about this He was a good friend of mine too. Like, that was he was a good one. friend? Yeah, like, I kind of like, liked him. It was a whole messed up thing. It was messed up. Why do you think after all these years, you must have reflected on that? Why do you think? What do you think was going on in his mind? And especially considering that you kind of liked him. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a stab at this. Okay. You kind of liked him. He for sure liked you, right? And he thought, is there a way we're going to navigate these waters? We're going to stroll down these avenues and we're going to end up together. And then you were with someone else that night and he was just like, I don't believe it. I thought we had something and he slapped you. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't remember enough to remember, remember, but you could be, you could be right. You could be right. And I think he, I don't know. I think he always like, kind of resented me for no good reason. I don't know. I don't know. We yeah, could go all armchair psychologists on this, but yeah, it's the only time I've ever been in a situation like that and very, very random that it was a dude, but yeah. But that's good. That's good, you know, because 
I'm I'm very proud of the fact Callum's never had a fight. He was jumped on campus by a bunch of dudes, but he's not going out there fighting people, you know. So that, that that's no way to no way to live your life. I can't believe I've never asked this question, but Harrington, I would love to hear this answer because Harrington used to be homeless. He used Dirty Mike and the Boys is what his gang was called. Um, did you ever yeah. did you ever experience any kind of street violence, Harrington? Yeah, actually, like, like I usually am like smart enough and cool headed enough to to walk away from a situation like that. But uh, one day I was just in a bad mood. I went for one of those. I, I don't know if you guys have like rideshare bicycles where you are. Yeah. Um. But like we had uh we had like a city bike and the electric ones are like you know those are are like gold. Uh, especially when you're trying to get over like a really steep uh bridge. And I I had it like I had my hands on the thing and some guy came up and was like, no, that's mine. And we got into it. And I essentially I went nose to nose with him and I said, I'm not I'm not letting go of this bike, dude. Like just for whatever reason, I had a Michael Douglas moment and I snapped and I was like, I'm not any he, uh, he swung at me and, you know, I finished it. <laughs> that was that. But it was like a deranged homeless guy. You shouldn't be fighting that guy no. ever. Under Hold on, which, was, which one was the deranged homeless guy? Okay. You okay. or the other one? <laughs> <laughs> no, at the time, I had I I was I had a roof over my head, so I was doing a little better than him. <laughs> it must have been fairly recently if it's an electric bike. Yeah, yeah. This this was like three four years ago, maybe. Today's episode is brought to you by Eight Sleep, a high tech solution to the age old sleeping issues. Eight Sleep's pod cover slips right over your mattress, bringing heating and cooling technology that keeps you comfortable and sleeping deeper for a better and more restful night. Right, listen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, in my house, for example, it's far too hot, okay? So I'm always boiling, I'm always sweating, I'm tossing and turning and all the rest of it. If I turn the AC on so it's cooler and I put the fan on, then Rebecca's freezing. Well, this is where Eight Sleep covers all of that because you can set the cooling... uh, uh, their pod that goes over the mattress, right, to whatever you want, all right, to whatever temperature that you need so you sleep perfectly. Let me tell you, this thing is incredible. You will thank me now. If you want to get the perfect optimum night's sleep, you want to be comfortable, you want to go off into dreamland at the perfect temperature, Eight Sleep has you covered. Sleep science shows that in order to sleep your best, the body temperature needs to drop in the early and middle part of the sleep and rise in the morning. The pod cover will improve your sleep by automatically adjusting your bed's temperature based on your individual needs. The cover can be added to any bed like a fitted sheet and allows you and your partner to cool or warm your side of the bed as low as 55 degrees to an absolutely insane 110 degrees. This is what I'm talking about. Rebecca has her side cranked up, but mine is chilled out, man, and I absolutely love it. In addition to keeping you at the perfect temperature all night, the pod also attracts your sleep and your health metrics. On average, pod users see their sleep quality improve by 32% after just one month with the pod cover. So there's no better way to improve your day-to-day than better sleep. And the easiest way to do that is with eight sleeps pod three. Start the new year right and invest in the rest that you deserve with the eight sleep 
pod cover. So right now, go to 8sleep.com slash believe to get $200 off and free shipping of the pod cover by 8sleep. I'm telling you, this thing will change your life. It is absolutely incredible. It is a game changer. You will not regret this. One more time, go to 8sleep. That's E-I-G-H-T. Not the number eight. 8sleep.com slash believe for $200 off and free shipping. You will not regret it. And welcome to the perfect night's sleep. You see there, they're trying to phase out the whole electric car thing. How do you feel about electric cars, Laura? Laura, uh, Laura, Rebecca drives a Tesla. She absolutely bloody loves it. Well, what do you drive? I know you got, oh, I don't even want to say you got a nice car. I do. I She's do. got a fancy G-Wagon, ladies and gentlemen. That's a beautiful p- uh, piece of machinery, my I word. It. I love it. And I, uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely adore it. Um but it, I, I'm big on electric cars. I We don't own any yet, but my husband's company does a lot of work for... So if you have, you know, the new electric Amazon vans, right. they look a little different than the old ones. He makes the, the shelving on the inside of every single one of those, and then he makes parts for a Tesla. So vis-a-vis, we're very big uh, electric vehicle fans because they, they, they oh, pay yeah, for a new house for building. <laughs> Yeah, they pay the foreign bills. Yeah. Very good, very good. You know, we spoke about Hamzat Chimiev before. I'm sure you've seen this. All you've got to do is look up mixed martial arts and Hamzat's face pops up everywhere. He's not looking good. He's very, very sick. Have you seen these pictures? Yeah, he looked terrible. It looked, and I saw a picture of him with like a, uh, like in a hospital, later. clearly with some sort of oxygen or something. I don't know what was in it, obviously, but, you know, a hospital setting. Pneumonia has been going around like crazy. I don't know where, I mean, if over there they're dealing with the same things, but did he ever say yeah. what it was or just some sort of respiratory? Yeah. Very no, cool. no, no. So, so he tweeted and deleted it. I mean, there's tons of pictures, Brian. There's one where his eyes are all bloodshot as well. Hmm. Like one one part of the eye is very, very red. Like he's, he's been coughing hospital. really hard. Yeah. All right. Would that make your eyes red? If you cough hard enough, it'll break the little capillaries in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, the vessels in your eye. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What, new money? Is that your guess? I mean, it's going around a lot in the U.S. I don't know what's going on flu. over there, but but didn't he also had that terrible stint with COVID? Remember, he almost retired. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying that's what he, he has did. now, but poor guy's been dealing with like severe illnesses when he when he gets them. Well, he came out and he had this to say. Hold on, where is it? He said, uh, I wanted to return right away and I want to tell all the fountains. I want to see myself in the battle more than all of you. All the fountains. All the fountains. Now, English isn't his first language. That's what he said verbatim. I want to yeah. tell all the fountains. English isn't his first language. I'm going to say autocorrect. He, yes. he went to put fans and he changed it to fountains. Yes. Yeah, there you go. We cracked the code. Uh, that's a shame. But but as we said before, Hamzat Chimiev, whether it's for a title fight or against Israel Adesanya, who do you think should get a title fight? Do you think Izzy or Hamza? Bearing in mind, Hamza was kind of guaranteed it last time if he beat Usman. Close fight, but uh, but but he did. He won. Or do you think, as I said, you make them fight one another because someone's got to lose. You're kind, of and, and me, think, you're kind of bringing me around to them fighting each other, actually. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I, I kind of don't want to see that because then you're cancelling one cancel, of them out. I know. But that's you know? kind of, that's the nature of like, in, in its purest form, that's what we do, right? The best fight the best and whoever rises to the occasion gets to move forward. So while I I, I, I get what you're saying, I, Hamza Shemaev will always be must-see TV, regardless of whether he's in a title fight or not. 
Mm. Um, yeah. But I like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him versus Shavkat at some point. But that would be back down, never mind. Him versus Izzy. What do you yeah. think about that? What do I think about that? I think that's Yeah, stylistically. Tough. Because because look look at the way. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't think we've seen and Bo Nichols obviously a on the scene as well, and his wrestling is phenomenal. But I don't think we've seen, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you've got a better example, but he just, before he gets tired, and he does get tired as unless he dominates his opponent and finishes them quickly. I mean, look at that round one against Usman. Usman is a tremendous wrestler, and he ragdolled it yeah. all over the place. Is there anyone that's been as dominant at using their wrestling skill set? I mean, obviously, there's Habib as well, but who else is there? I mean, I... I- you bring up Bo, but there's obviously a limited, you know, data set there and against much, yep. much lower competition. No, I think he's, I think he's special in that way. And I think that that's kind of what has given him this boogeyman reputation, because even though you may not think much of his fight IQ, or you may not think much of like the combinations that he puts together, whatever, you can't deny the fact that you have to get through this onslaught of ridiculously pressure forward, powerful wrestling, as well as powerful hands that he puts behind it. So it's, you know, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of examples of someone like him and style wise on paper, you'd say, well, it's sort of like, you well, they both punch hard and they both wrestle really well, but you all didn't fight him. So, yeah. and I don't think Hamza would ever take that approach in a fight. He shoots mm. almost immediately in almost every single one of his fights. And if he doesn't get the first shot, he goes up to the body, like he can wrestle to the legs and to the body so well. He reshoots. He has all of those suffocating stylistic uh, marquees that you know that all the Dakistani wrestlers have. The way that they yeah. leg ride, the way that they wrist wrap, all that type of stuff. I don't know that Izzy's fought a wrestler like that. Yeah, no, no, and. Uh, yeah. You got to kind of feel for Izzy. Let's just say that is the matchup that they do. And Herringbone, join the conversation, please. It's the Believe You Me podcast. Um, you know, if you're Izzy, you go out, you lose to Sean Strickland in a very dominant fashion, and then you come back and they give you Hamza Chimaev. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in the world of boxing, that wouldn't happen. They have tune-up fights, you know, and they 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 kind of get their, their confidence back and all the rest of it before they go up against another killer. Now, of course, this is the UFC and the best fight, the best all the time. But that is, that's a daunting proposition for Israel Adesanya. However, Harrington, I feel like that would be something that Izzy would be like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, I mean, an, an up-jump welterweight, of course, uh, Izzy's always going to want to fight that guy. But, I mean, I, I was looking at the um, at his stats. Izzy has allowed 19 takedowns in 16 UFC fights. He's got a 77% takedown defense rate, which is wild, giving up that many. But I feel like if Hamzat gets his hands on you, you know, like especially adding in the slams, like that's something like, you know, like Robert Whitaker isn't going to pick you up over his head and slam yeah. you down, right? Like that's pretty much, it's Yoel and Hamzat are like the two threats for that right now in the middleweight division. So it's like, I don't, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't see Izzy turning that fight down. It's probably the the biggest, uh, uh, you know, marquee fight he could get outside of a title fight at 185. Um, but I don't, I don't know stylistically if that's a great matchup for him. 
So that's that. That is a good start. So what? Nineteen takedowns in sixteen fights. Okay, that's not a lot. And as we know, he gets back to his feet very easily. However, slightly misleading when you look at the competition. And I'm not saying that Izzy's for easy competition. I'm talking about in terms of wrestlers because when you look at it, I just brought up his wiki page: Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira, Jared Cannonier, Robert Whittaker, Marvin Vittori, Jan Blahovic, Costa, Romero. Fair enough, Romero. No doubt about it. Silver medalist. I think he was at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitaker, Gastelum, Silver, Brunson, good wrestler. You know what I mean? These aren't these these are mixed martial artists that can wrestle and put it all together, but they're not wrestling phenoms, Laura, yes. like a Hamzat Chimev. Correct. None of those guys fight the way that Hamzat does. You, you know, you would think that you well could, but he doesn't, and he certainly didn't when he fought Israel Adesanya. So, I do think it's a completely new challenge. For, for Izzy to be to be facing a guy like that. And, you know, not just because it's not just the 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 initial takedown they need to worry about defending. It's the second and third and fourth attempt. It's just he does he never he never quits with it. And mm-hmm. as good a wrestler as we all know Robert Whitaker was is, you know, I think he fought didn't he wrestle for the uh the Australian Commonwealth <laughs> team. Come on. That's like me. That's like Callum. Uh, breeze the English Open. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it something. It's, it's not Dagestan. It's not Russia. It's not well, America. That's, that's it's the not point Bulgaria. I'm trying to as good right? as he is, it's not even Turkey, China, any of those places. It's like saying I'm a wrestling champion from. I don't know. I was going to say Fiji. I reckon they've got some good wrestlers. Very very thick people. Liechtenstein. I bet I could take anyone in Liechtenstein. Yeah, like Luxembourg. Luxembourg. They will. Look, I guarantee Harrington can out wrestle all of Luxembourg. Harrington, uh, throw this one to Laura because I'm very interested to hear your take on this, Laura. Okay. Um, this whole Ian Gary situation, mm-hmm. right? Remember, you know what I'm talking about, and the yeah. thing with his wife and all the rest of it. And we stayed away from it pretty much, and we're not delving deep into all of that. <laughs> but Harrington, I'll let you set it up just for the people. Laura will. No doubt, be very well aware of this, but he's now calling what? 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 What is he calling Sean Strickland? Uh, I don't know. Well, what's he calling him or saying? Uh, the the pot uh, or the yeah. kettle black? I'm not sure. Um, so essentially, uh, Sean Strickland came out and said there's there are certain things that are offline, uh, uh, off limits with fighters. Right? It's your wife, uh, your family, and chi- children being abused. Uh, so Ian Gary fired back. He said, "How the tables have turned. You dish it out." In the lowest, most vile manner, but can't take a pinch. You attacked my wife incessantly and obsessively, calling her a pedophile. It's clear to see your childhood trauma showing. You claimed you were giving me advice before. Well, now it's my turn to return the favor. You should shut your mouth and focus on the mirror because you have enough serious issues you need to solve. Wish you all the best with them. Don't ever project your pain onto me and my family again. Happy New Year's. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Sean as a fighter and as a person. And I, all his antics aside, they don't really bother me, but he kind of walked right into that. Like you can't, I, I watched his video with Theo Vaughn and I thought I, I commended him for it. I thought it was incredibly moving. I thought it was honest. I thought it was open. I think he will help a lot of people by being as vulnerable as he was, especially being known for a guy who wouldn't, you wouldn't think would do that. So on one hand, I'm like giving Sean all the flowers in the world, but you can't in the same conversation say attacking wives is off limits and then call this woman a pedophile, which she clearly is not. Okay. Correct. She's not a pedophile. Let's. My favorite section of 
porn, the MILF section. Who doesn't love a good MILF? Right? That's what she is. She's not a profile. <laughs> and so you literally just said you can't attack people's wives and you called his wife something horrendous and then did it more than once and did it, you know, where the whole internet's going to see that and her kids are going to read it. So I, I applaud Ian for, you know, for saying something. To be honest with you, I, I just wish we would all stop. Like, I, I'm not some, I don't know, I'm not some prude that thinks, like, I realize what game we're in, right? I, I actually prefer guys have physical fights than do this shit, if I'm being honest. Because that way the family doesn't get dragged into it. And that way there's not statements and, and altered photographs that live on the internet for years and years and years for your kids to have to Google, you know, when they get of age. That's the stuff that really bothers me is like the, the fact that things that are said now are permanent. If you're going to get into a fight with each other, go for it. Like I actually liked the fact that he fought Drick and I like how Drick has handled the whole situation. It's just, I'm so sick of how, the way that people talk shit now in the game has changed. And I think, mm. <clears throat> you know, you've got people out there saying there isn't a line. Well, there is a line because you don't see these guys using racial slurs. They would never because they know better, right? It's territory. We, it's a line we do not cross. There are, there are, there is a line. It's just, it keeps, it keeps moving. And I think we need to move it back where we don't talk about wives. We don't talk about kids and there's some amount of decorum. I miss, I miss your shit talk. Honestly, like you, I thought you were great at it. I miss Chael who could mm. dress someone down in the most creative way. And Chael wouldn't even cuss. Like no. I, I like the creativity of um, attacking the fighter himself. Fine. You want to call him a pussy. You want to call him that blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not, I'm not innocent in that way, but you, you have to quit bringing in third parties who have very little or if nothing to do with what's going on. And I'm not necessarily even like saying that Ian Gary's, situation is blameless because he did that to other people. It's like become this giant. Everyone is a huge hypocrite. Ian's a hypocrite. Sean's a hypocrite. Like how about we all just stop, like stop being such assholes and bring it back a little bit. Well, well, you're absolutely right. And it has become kind of a merry-go-round to a certain degree. He said this, so I'm going to say this and all the rest of it. And it is, does become a vicious cycle. However, I don't think it's necessarily just about the fight game. And you're right, this kind of the trend in, in trash talking, for want of a better word, I don't like that term. It's just people talking shit because they're going to fight. You know what I mean? But they call yeah. it trash talk. Um, I think it's more to do with what kind of person are you? Because yeah. I think when you go for wives, when you go for children, listen, I'm a massive fan of Drickus when you're bringing up dead parents as well, you know, I, I honestly, I'm a huge fan of Drickus as a person, you know what I mean? And I guess at that moment in time, he was trying to go for the jugular and trying to elicit a really emotional response and try and get in his head and all the rest of it. But I didn't like that, you know, Colby talking yeah. about Leon's dad. I mean, what that comes down to, and I guess, and what's crazy is Sean say, O'Malley, like, no one even is talking about what Sean O'Malley said, which isn't even true, but, like, throw him What did O'Malley allegedly say? Well, because remember at the press conference, it was actually Sean O'Malley that was first. It was like, at least my dad didn't F me, which Sean has come out and said, that's not true. Yes, I was physically abused. But remember, Sean O'Malley was the first one to bring up Sean uh, Strickland's dad and come at him because he was siding with Cheeto. It was a whole giant, like, right. that, Press right. conference was the biggest cluster. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say that it comes down to more about the individual. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily certain things are off limits. You know what I mean? It's like, what kind of person are you? You know, what kind of, you know, how far are you willing to go? Like, I would always talk shit about my opponent. Yeah. And fair enough, maybe their coach or whatever. Whoever kind of inserted themselves into the equation to a certain degree, you're not going to talk about people's mothers, children's, wives, whatever, because number one, they've got nothing to do with it. Right. I guess the cornermen, if they insert themselves, they have got something to do with it because they're the cornermen, right? They're going to be their ringside and all the rest of it. But people like wives, etc. it's just how good of a person are you? If you're a shitty person, then maybe you'll come out with that stuff. If you're a decent person, then you know better anyway. You shouldn't need to say this. It's not that this is off limits. It, it's off limits everywhere. Right. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. don't go around talking about it's one of the biggest no-nos. You don't talk about my mother. I mean, who was it did that at the press conference? Who was it? Who was it? Who ran was Ryan Michael Kiesa. <laughs> you don't talk about Mama Kiesa. Yeah. But you don't. You don't do that at school, on movies, everywhere. You don't do that. Right. People know that. Do you know what I mean? And I guess in the fight game, because you are trying to win and you're trying to get that emotional response and you may be trying to get in their head and get them out of their game plan or off their game plan, then maybe that's why they choose to do that. But then again, that makes it even worse because if you consciously choose to say something like that, that deep, that nasty and that vile, in the cold light of day, you sit there at home and you think, here's what I'm going to say. You know, then that makes you even worse. Granted, sometimes tempers flare, emotions start to run. I've said things that I regret, yeah. not building up to a fight. In fact, I guarantee I have, but nothing ever like that. But that's ultimately what I think it comes down to. How good of a person are you? You know, I mean, because back in the day, as you say, the racial stuff, you know, the, the, there's, there's, no, there's no tolerating that stuff in this day and age. But even then, back in the day, I mean, people went there. I mean, Mike Tyson, we talked about this on Monday with Anthony. I mean, Mike Tyson said some some wild things, yeah. you know. But again, you know, it's uh, easy. <laughs> That's Mike Tyson. There you go. But yeah, I think it comes down to that. But Sean Strickland did walk into that one. I think you set that up perfectly. I yeah. mean, he goes out there and he's spoken so much. Uh, and he's talked and judged and all the rest of it. And then he says to Drake is that that's kind of off limits. Well, if anything, if anything, there's one person where it is on the table, I would say that that would be Sean. And again, I'm not talking shit against Sean. We're just looking at it, looking at the facts, looking at the data that has presented itself with a clear view. Well, if Sean's going to talk about people's wives and all the rest of it, then I guess, well, that's fair game, right? That's the game you want to play. Well, how about this? Yeah. And I just, I, I, I think all of those guys individually are good people. Like I love, I think Drikus is a great guy. I think Sean's a great guy. I, 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 what little I know of Colby when I interact with him, when he's not in character, he's awesome. So yeah, he is. I have nothing bad to say about these people as people, but I just, I think I, I see things differently now because my son is finally at an age where he's starting to like look things up and it sucks that certain things live on the internet that are said about you and that aren't, that aren't true or just like that, that are just shitty. Like the other day I was, <clears throat> I had posted something and I was trying to like interact with the comments cause I had just posted it and whatever. And he's, he looked over my shoulder and he was reading the comments and, you know, I just, he even, even just reading one negative comment about me, really, it really hurt him. And I hate the fact that that's something that he has to deal with. And it's a thing I never even conceived of because I didn't imagine I'd ever be in a position to be even a tiny bit known. I'm sure your kids deal with it mm. 10 million times more 
than I ever would. Well, they know that dad's an asshole, so it's nothing new to them. They're like, <laughs> that's like, fine. No, you don't want this. video of you talking like that a few years from now and your little girl comes up to you and said, well, dad, why would you, why would you say this? You know, or mm. I don't know. You just, people don't think about those lifelong repercussions. And I'm sure I sound super lame right now, but I just. No, no, you don't sound lame at all. You sound very, you sound like a caring mother. And that's how you should sound, you know. Uh, and yeah, you're right. In this in this modern day and age, certainly in the fight game, where there is cameras around on social media, on Twitter, things do last forever. I don't know what it is. There's all these bots on Twitter these days, isn't there? All these like wannabe, like you know, they're not real. These side, these girls, you know, with yeah. the boobs out and stuff, they're liking posts of mine from like ten years ago. And I'm like, who's liking this? And you look it up. It's like wanna play. Yeah, girl with the tits out, and she's got one follower. You know, if anyone falls for that, then you are the dumbest person on planet Earth. That is not a real person. I don't think so, anyway. <laughs> Should we investigate? I might just check it out. Um, no, but you're absolutely right, Laura. You're absolutely because, right, like, sometimes things of my that I said the other way around for you, you don't want people talking shit about you and saying things that aren't true and all the rest of it. But I'm talking about stuff that I have said. You know, and it's nothing to do with people's mothers or anything like that. But then sometimes I'll stumble across an old interview and I'm swearing like crazy and I still have a foul mouth, but I'm swearing and I'm just acting in such a way and like a little bit hooligan-esque, you know, because we all grow up and we mature some faster than others. You know, I'm still catching up, but, you know, I'm doing better these days. And then you look back at some stuff and you just think, Jesus Christ, why did I say that? That doesn't look good. On a, on a somewhat related topic, have you ever noticed that Sean Strickland looks a lot like you did on Tough Three? Like you guys are very, very similar looking. People say that all the time. I get, I get sent a side-by-side image regularly on Twitter. Um, it's striking. Like you don't look anything like right now. No, no, nothing, nothing. Nothing. Um, but when Christmas you had, when you had the hair short on... and when he did too, I'm like, oh my God, that's Bisping. I'll shave my head. And I was an obnoxious, loudmouth asshole. You said it, not me. He's the American Bisping. What can we say? Although I felt I just was a bit more entertaining in the octagon. Anyway. All right, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp that offers therapy, which you can do in the convenience of your own home. You haven't got to get in a car, drive to the other side of the town. You instantly get matched with a licensed professional therapist. And if you're not vibing, you're not gelling, easy to change. Now, you know all that already if you listen to the show. But now it's 2024. It's January. If you've put this off in the past, right, now is the time to get serious about your mental health and becoming the best version of yourself. If you were doing it for a while and then you slipped away and now the problems are creeping back, you've got the anxiety, maybe the the substance abuse, the alcohol abuse, the anger issues are starting to rear their ugly head Take the bull by the horns and get in touch with BetterHelp because, as I say, it's all entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. As I say, fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time if you need to. Now is the time to take charge and get serious about your mental health, kick those nasty bad habits, get in control of your emotions, and speaking to somebody, a professional therapist will definitely help that. So celebrate the progress that you might have already made or start to make some progress right now. Visit betterhelp.com slash believe to get 10% off your first month. You will not regret this. 
BetterHelp, better, H-E-L-P.com slash believe for 10% of your first month. Harrington, what have we got, buddy? Since we were since we were just talking about Ian Gary, I mean he he wants to right the wrongs himself. Uh, he says he has a hit list uh, for 2024 that includes uh, Jeff Neal at UFC 298, followed by Colby Covington, and then a move up to 185, uh, presumably to fight Sean Strickland. Is that uh, too much to be taking on at the start of the year? Those uh, three fight schedule like that? Well, no. Jeff Neal's already lined up, if I'm not mistaken. Right, that's a great fight, Colby Covington. I think he's on the table because he's been talking a lot of shit as well, right? And, of course, he just fought for the belt. So and that makes sense. Say, in terms, go on. He did say on Tucker Carlson uh, that he would fight him in the octagon. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. So that, that makes all the sense in the world. And Sean Strickland is the fight that he should be calling for. Yeah. Because, because there was that stuff about his family and his wife, and then there was threat, threats of lawsuits. That is not what. That's not how you handle that. You see well, what he think, should have done yeah. in a perfect world is go out there and beat Stephen. Who was he fighting? Vincente Luque. Beat Vincente and say, right, that's it. What am I seven and zero in the UFC now? I'm in line for a title shot, but I don't want Leon Edwards. I'm moving up to middleweight because I want that piece of shit Sean Strickland. His words, not mine. Theoretically, hypothetically. <laughs> Would have been good, though, uh, because he's been, t- been talking shit about my wife. So I'm moving up to middleweight. I want to fire this guy because we've got, we've got a score to settle. Yeah, I don't – I have a feeling that the the Instagram DMs that got leaked were not him writing those because I don't – they did not seem like a the voice of a man. I'll just put that out there. Oh, you're saying that – he got hyped or someone else. No, I, think his wife, I think his wife runs his social media and I'm not saying that that's even a bad thing. I'm just saying, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I feel it's like it's a bad thing. Are- I'm just going to throw that out there. You do not want your wife running your social media. No. Definitely not. <laughs> and I don't want to see my wife's social media. I mean, listen, you are very much aware and I hate to bring this up because you've been quite, because you show this on your stories. You haven't done it for a while, but like you get a lot of, I'm not going to swear penis pictures. <laughs> yes. Yeah, do you know I what I mean? my wife does as well. Yeah, I haven't in a while. And I don't know if I aged out of it. It's like as soon as you hit 40, like, oh, she's not worthy of a dick pic anymore, which That's I'm fine. It. Yeah, I'm fine. yeah. Harrington and Brian, because I, I, I just don't, I, I know you guys don't receive dick pics. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to want. Or at least I hope not. Well, Mike, I do run another show and we do do a bit on that show where people send in their unsolicited dick pics and the hosts roast those pictures. Yeah. Oh God. No, but, 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 but it's called just the tips. It's with Joanna. <laughs> and her just the tips. That's the best name. Ever. <laughs> oh God. This is the kind of class you're rolling with here, Laura. You know what I mean? This is the kind of class shows. We used to do a similar segment with my wife, uh, who was like a, you know, in the time mid 20s podcast producer working on a male dominated show. Um, So they would always just open up uh, whatever uh, uh, blurred images were sent to her in her like request folder every episode for a a couple of shows uh, she used to do that for. So, yeah, they come flying content. I've thought about yeah. I've thought about it back in the, like I said I don't I don't get them so much anymore which is really nice I don't know if like I think Instagram's doing a better job of filtering them out as well I think they've got some sort of AI that that can sense an unwanted <laughs> penis I don't know but yeah. um, there was a guy who was like who would send me a dick pic every morning but it was not of a dick it was 
Dick Van Dyke or Dick Cheney or, uh, and it was kind of delightful. I'm not going to lie. I like, yeah, I actually look forward for to him. opening up my daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of respect that. That's better. But what I was going to ask you two above is, you know, we're all men here. Um, I've never, ever even contemplated taking a picture of my penis nope. and then even sending it to Rebecca. The not attractive thing. I mean, it's certainly not to me, maybe to you, Harrington, Maybe it's you, Laura, but I don't find them attractive. <laughs> I mean, look, to my wife, yes, often. Uh, I used yeah, to have okay. a, yeah, I used to have a thing uh, with, uh, with somebody who I was friends with many years ago where on her birthday I would do, I would get out some pipe cleaners and do, put like a silly mustache on it and send it to her for her birthday. You know what I mean? Those are fun. Those are fun, silly things you can do. We're like, why not? You have a penis. Have fun with it. Brian, like a little finger. I, just I have said. plenty of fun with mine without taking pictures of it and putting it on the internet. <laughs> Great answer. Oh my God. Should we, should we move on? I'm just, well, maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm just not with it. You know? No, I think you're smart. I think you're, I think you actually, you nailed this one. Yeah. That's the name them. of the podcast. Penises are not for pictures. Now the new year, um, is generally a time when people put a little weight on. I was in really good shape because I had that tales from the octagon. The stress alone maybe made oh, me come. I wanted to ask you about that. How did that go? Great, really oh. good. Yeah, London was great. Manchester was epic because you know why? Because I'd gone through. That was the first time I did it. Uh, I remember Dana when I did it a couple of years ago. I was like, you should rent like a small theater and invite family and friends and go through it there. Great advice, but I didn't do that because, you know, that's that's too much hard work. Yeah, I just thought I'd wing it on the night. Yeah. So I got to actually go through it in London for the first time ever, and then to kind of tweak it a little bit for Manchester. So it was better in Manchester. The problem was in London is that at the end, I go through the crowd and I roast the crowd a little bit and they can ask all the fighters the questions. People were so hammered. They couldn't even ask a question. They were like, yeah, I've got one. And I give them the microphone. Maybe there's a bit of stage fright as well. You know what I mean? They They couldn't even bloody talk. But putting weight on. I got in really good shape. I put a few pounds back on, but now I'm back in the ice bath and stuff. By the time I commentate next week, I'll look a million dollars. Um, do you put weight on over Christmas, Jeremy Laura? You don't strike me as a girl that gets fat. You know what's weird is I <clears throat> I lose weight when I get really stressed out. So I tend to lose a lot of weight during contender series. You know, Tate, you know, Tate. Yeah. Cut man Tate. Yeah, cut man Tate. Everybody knows Tate. Big old I'm- Tate. Big old Tate. I was walking through the like, cafe, that cafeteria area, and he, you know, I mean, he just goes, he goes, if you were a fish right now, I'd throw you back. He's oh, like, really? He's like, he's like, you look awful. He's like, please put twenty pounds back <laughs> on. So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I'm actually, I did gain a little bit this Christmas, but it, according to Tate, it might have been necessary. I don't know. I got, I go. I'm between 115 and 125 at all times. I've never, other than when I was pregnant, I've never been over 125. But I'm like 117 right now, 118. Rebecca would slap you in the face. I'm tiny. This is what people, people see me on television and they see our seats like even, or I'm at the desk. Yeah, because next to Dominic Cruz, you look really tall. But I'm in heels. I'm 5'5", and I'm very- And he's really small. And you've seen me. I'm very like, I'm, I'm small boned. So it's not that I'm like overly skinny. I, I just, I'm tiny. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I bring this up is not to, uh, I actually don't care about your weight or not. It's just seems like a slag weight. Yeah, no, I couldn't care less. Um, Harrington put this in the notes. Number seven, Harrington. Paddy the fatty, according to Harrington, he did the notes, is back and back in a big way. According to eyeballs, Michael Bisping, I mean, bring this picture up. This guy, he was he had a six-pack at uh, UFC 296 on December 16th, and here he is for the holidays. I mean... Yeah. That is wild. That's a big fucking boy right now. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would gas a lot quicker than what he did in the Tony Ferguson fight if he had that physique. Uh, listen, I mean, he, that, that isn't doctored at all, photoshopped, because I know sometimes people do that, but I don't think that is, right? That's natural. I mean, God bless him. He is big, that's off enjoying of, That's off himself. of his Instagram. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I respect I saw him. that, and my brother is not a huge ufc fan like very very casual he'll watch the biggest of pay-per-views at it that's it so he doesn't know who patty is and i told him i was like i was like i'm gonna show you this guy and this is what he looked like three weeks ago and this is what he looks like today and he he he's he refused to believe that it was even physically possible it does is seem he yeah it was december 6th Wait, what december 30th. yeah yeah it's about three weeks it, it will be three weeks this saturday I yeah. think. wow that's what do you think he weighs? Well, I don't know. I mean, look, listen, it probably it looks close to 200 pounds there, I'd say. And I know he gains a lot in his face. Like, to be fair, yeah. he carries a lot of weight in his face, but his, his tummy looked a little big there too. Now, he's only, I think he's still, what, about 30 years old, 29, 30, something like that, yeah. something around that. Uh, Brian just fact-checked that. But um, so what? People like to make a big deal out of this. He's, he hasn't missed weight. I don't know if about pre-UFC. He's 29. He's 29. Yeah. Does, he hasn't missed weight yet. Yeah. He's enjoying himself. Okay, sure enough, I guess there could be a negative effect where his training counts become more about losing the weight than getting ready for a fight. But, hey, listen, you've got to enjoy yourselves. Everything in moderation. You know what I mean? All work and no play makes Paddy a dull, very sad bastard. Yeah. You know, yeah, and listen, he's he's got the he's got the twins on the way. I don't know if when Rebecca was pregnant, did you gain weight with her? I gained weight a lot between every single fight. I did the same thing. That's why I can't sit here and hate on Paddy. I definitely got fat very quick, very easily, and it wasn't pretty. Now, do you think that he would have better? I mean, this is a stupid question, but do you think he would have better gas in fights if if he didn't blow up so much in between? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. No. I mean, I was always kind of known for my cardio Yeah. and I definitely, I definitely used to get big and it wasn't like I got big muscular because I never used to lift a lot of weights. I do now, but when I was fighting only in training camp, really, I did two uh, strength and conditioning sessions a week. Um, What's the fattest you ever got? Oh yeah. Like 240, 243, something like that. And it wasn't yeah. good. I think it was when I was coaching the ultimate fighter and you know, uh, uh, you know, everyone's in shape and all the rest of it. And you got to put on the jersey. Oh no, you got to do a photo shoot with your top off. Oh, no. And I just refused. I'm like, no way, I'm not doing that. I can't do it. Uh, and then one day I was intrigued. I got on the scale, so I stripped off quickly. And then the cameras all come running out. I'm like, piss off. Put my shirt back on. I'm like, no way. Um, yeah, but I don't think it's going to hurt Paddy. Who would you like to see Paddy next? Uh, sorry, fight next. Mm, what do you think? That's a great question. And I'm terrible at these off off of my off the top of my head. I thought he looked, listen, I thought he looked good against Tony, but there are still some 
striking defense deficiencies that I think could be capitalized upon. So I don't want to see him get thrown in against a killer necessarily, get his block knocked off. Although he's getting to the point now where, you know, you you fight a name like Tony and you, you get a win, you're going to start getting those, those tougher fights was Tony wasn't ranked though. Was he, he couldn't have been because he had had so many losses. I, I, but sometimes those guys so. stick around I'm, in the rankings. I'm just looking at the rankings right now. 15 Dober. Drew, Bobby Green at 14, Hanato Moicano. The reason I bring that up is because you got to think now it's time to start fighting some yeah. of these guys. And they're not going to throw them in the deep end. That would be unfair for one. But what is that, five or six wins now, I think, in the UFC? Something like that. You know, Moicano I'm giving... would be interesting. Pardon? Moicano might be interesting. Moicano would be good. I yeah. would like that. There it is. Matchmaking yeah. with Laura Sanko. <laughs> Is there anything this woman can't do? Hanato Moicano, ranked number 13. Boom. Perfect. Sign me up. Harrington, what else we got, bud? Um, so I do need to be a lot quicker on that. That's my bad. So I know that I know you don't like uh typically putting fight bookings on here. I can put a couple of in pretty fact, decent fact, ones on. Give us a non-MMA story. Oh, a non-MMA. Okay, fun, fun, fun. I think uh uh my what wife has been talking to me about. My wife's been talking about this one uh, pretty much nonstop for the last two weeks. A Washington, D.C. woman uh, has been excavating under her house looking for building stone, right? We're talking uh, limestone and, and all kind of hard rocks. Uh, she She's Why? already taken because she's well she's taken like some of the rocks and she's built a tower on her place and her goal is to excavate enough of this hard rock and building material that she can turn her suburban home into a full-on castle uh she has now been ordered by washington uh by the dc suburb where she lives uh to stop all work immediately um as she does not have a permit for any of this <laughs> sounds like a crazy person what are your thoughts laura as a person <laughs> no just in general at that story i mean is that something that you i mean you've got the farm i mean is that out of sounds- the equation you've got the g wagon it sounds crazy. I don't think she's qualified to be doing what she's doing. But then when has that ever stopped me? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. She, 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 from my, from what I understand is she's not a, an engineer of any sort, but I've seen, so I've seen some clips of hers and okay. it is pretty impressive. I will give her that. Like it's highly impressive. If she was doing this by herself, then kudos to her. And I'm generally not a fan of government bureaucracy. It's annoying to get permits we deal with it all the time with this much land, like trying to do stuff on our own. So I get that. But if you're living in a Washington, D.C. suburb and you're digging tunnels under what could affect your neighbors, like what if her neighbor's house just like yeah. falls in? Collapses. Just randomly. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, by the way, I wasn't on my phone. I'm texting Rebecca because the heat is pumping out. And I'm like, Rebecca, turn the heat off. It corrected it to hearing. So I just put heating again. And it said hearing again. She figured it out, though. She cracked the code. Um, yeah, I mean, she sounds like, I mean, listen, who doesn't want a castle, right? I would love a castle. Sounds incredible. But that you definitely probably sounds have a dangerous. Castle. But I, no, no, I should have. Clitheroe Castle. It's not yeah, mine, it's though. But it just well, I, this, this this is kind of kind of related. I don't know archaeological digging and stuff like that. And I wanted to ask you, Rebecca. I didn't get her anything for Christmas, right? At all. She didn't want anything. You know, I'm the gift that keeps on giving. Anyway, she wakes up every day with a smile on her face. Yeah. What can I tell you? No, but she didn't want anything, and she's, she's pretty spoiled. Um, she said, I, "I know what you can get me next year." 
you know what she wants? What? She wants a metal detector. That's what I got my husband for she Christmas. She wants a good metal. Are you serious? <laughs> she wants a good metal detector because she loves antiques. Our house is like a bloody old antique store and she loves anything that's old and all the rest of it and got a history and a story. She says, please, I just want a metal detector and she wants to go off metal detecting. Okay, you need to send her to Kansas City for a week and live with me. And because here's the deal, I don't know how much you I'm know. Bringing about, her I've, I've summoned her. I don't know what you. I don't know how much you guys know about American history, but we live on land <clears throat> that was owned by Jesse James's right hand guy, Cole Younger. Oh. And right in my backyard, they used to, um, like, basically, there's it's there, it's really really steep. There's steep ravines on either side, and there's there was a major road there, and they would ambush the soldiers coming north or south and rob them and then like hide away the gold in this part of Missouri. And we own a big chunk of what they used to own. So we've actually had several groups of amateur historians come through here trying to find stuff and they'll find old bullets and whatnot. But like, there's all this tale of Jesse James buried gold. See, that's actually very cool. That's I I just told Laura (laughs) that you want a metal detector for Christmas next year. I do for my Christmas present. Yes. And she I'm bought very excited. one for her husband for Christmas. Yes. Does he love it? He has, well, he hasn't used it yet, but he has the same fascination that you do. And I actually have it as well. But I was telling Michael, I don't know how much you know about American, like Old West history, but Jesse no. James, I'm sure you've probably heard no, of him. <laughs> you seen Young Guns. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> he, was a, he was a famous... Um, robber in the old west like what probably the most famous gangster and his right hand guy used to own the land that we now own the younger cole oh, younger wow. was his name and they this was like one of their home bases where they would ambush the civil war soldiers and so we've had a lot of historians come on our land looking for jesse james's buried treasure because there are supposedly millions of dollars of gold that was never found on your tape when no one <laughs> where it is did you have you ever found anything, even like the smallest little artifact? Jugs and like Civil War bullets and things like that. We see, all I was going to say, see, see, Rebecca would want to find jugs. <laughs> I wouldn't care. Just anything old, like any, like a yeah. belt buckle. I that would be amazing to me. Just anything, anything like from Leno, Victorian times or even older. I think it's just so interesting. Well, our our history obviously is not nearly as as old. Well, as I was, the things that we consider old, you're like, that's adorable. I know. I was going to say, I feel like I'd, I would want to do this in England. I wouldn't want to do it here, especially in Orange County. I don't think I'm going to come, come across very much. Maybe in the north of England, in Yorkshire. There we yeah, go. But I feel like it's all been found by now. I don't think it has, babe. I honestly don't think it has. I'm just saying, if you need a little side vacay, just some time away from the the man, you're welcome to come to Kansas. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am the man. The man. Uh, um, Harrington put in the chat uh, referencing you, Laura. It was technically called the James Young. There you go. There um, you go. You want to get down to Kansas, hang out with Laura, go metal detecting? Yes, I do. I very much do. All right, Wait, but you get her a metal detector. No, off. I'm not. Oh, I mean, yeah. That sounds bloody awful. She said that <laughs> to me the other day. I want a metal detector. I'm like, people, like, like my mate said to me, what, what, what you get in the kids and stuff for Christmas? And, you know, this year, we, we it weren't that we were frugal, but it's like, it was nothing to do with that at all, but we're just yeah. overspending stupid amounts of money. So we bought some nice, thoughtful gifts and all the rest of it. And he was like, bloody listing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh, it's a bit out of control. But our kids have everything. 
You know yeah. what I mean? That, that age now, you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got it all. You know, he's got he's got all the pets and blah, 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 blah. Um, if I turned around and they said, what are you getting Rebecca? And I said, nothing. She doesn't want anything, right? I don't, yeah, correct. I don't want anything. I don't want you to buy me something for the sake of it. And usually I do surprise her with gifts, by the way. Not a news response at all? Just randomly. No, I do surprise her with gifts all the time. You know, came back from Paris recently with a Gucci handbag, right? He did. So I roll. Are you still writing, Rebecca? Um, I haven't been, no. I'm, I've leased him out, so. Oh, but I've still got all my stuff. I've still got all my stuff. I was just if I say- said, if I responded with I'm buying her a metal detector. <laughs> that- they would be like, that's the most hideous gift ever. Yeah. But I truly want one. How much did you spend on the metal detector, Laura? <laughs> this is the deciding no, factor. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I think we... So there's, there was one for no, like 2000 and I wasn't prepared to like go that deep in on it. So I think ours was like 600 bucks or something like that. So good, but not like the best on the market. I don't know. Because yeah, I'll say this, when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Metal detecting seemed cool. So I, I think there was a phase in like the early 90s or late 80s where kids wanted metal detectors and I got one. And this shit. The, yeah, work. the kid ones. The kid ones were crap. <laughs> so Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You never found anything. Do these actually detect metal and then you start digging and there's a possibility you might find it might be worthless. It might be a little bit of lead or whatever, yeah. but it will be metal down there. Yeah. Yet to be determined. But that's metal. why they're called yes, metal detectors. We also have a cave. I see. I'm just trying to lure your wife to Kansas City now. We have a cave. Just- I want a cave. Yeah. Oh, geez, we don't have off. a cave. Why don't we have a cave? How much cattle do you have on the farm? Um, right now we've got about 35 head plus all their calves. So I guess like closer to 60. Horses. How many? I sold my horse a couple of years ago, sadly. Caves? How many? <laughs> 300,000 square feet. Of caves? Of caves, what? yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you serious? So yeah. that we are looking to move. So we, are, is, we, we, are are. Look, we are looking to move. We're trying to find like a little place outside of California with some land and stuff. If you were us, where would you go? I would come to Missouri. And I know that <laughs> people on the coasts are like, ugh. Wait, did you come? Have you ever been here for any of the UFC cards that they've had in KC or no? I mean, I went to Kansas City, yeah. It's it's pretty, like, listen. Yeah, I didn't get outside of that that one little bit where the shops and the restaurants are outside. We of don't that. have it's, crazy yeah. politics. We don't have traffic. We don't have super high taxes. That's and we good. have, other than we don't have an ocean or mountains, but those are easy enough to get to. And everything else is, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ocean, don't care about. Mount, you want mountains, don't you, babe? They're okay. I like well, mountains. It's easy to get to Denver from here. We've got yeah. the Chiefs, we've got the Royals, we've got all sorts of fun stuff. And we've got caves. The Chiefs and the Royals. Chiefs. Oh, I'll the Chiefs. <laughs> cheese would be better. I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd be there if there was cheese. Before the the, the, I, the female take off like, I feel like I'm that, being gay. That's your time, It was there. nice talking Thank to you. Thank you, Rebecca. Good seeing you. That's your time. Uh, and, and how are you doing for time, Laura? You're probably going to get going and get out of here. You I've got, okay I've got a few you? minutes. Nathan went to go okay. get work. We're good. Perfect, perfect. And shout out to Nathan, by the way, your your husband is a great guy. All right, today's episode is sponsored by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including professionals and sharks. You just pick more 
or less than on a two to six player stat projection and you watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that you can have and you can 25x your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Testing your skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks is really easy to play. You just make your picks and submit the entry in less than 60 seconds. Prize Picks has quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of plays and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So, what more are you looking for? Because this is easy. For example, in the football world this weekend, CD Lamb, right? Over or under 92.5 yards. Right, it's that easy. Over or under, Josh Allen. He's also playing this weekend. Will he get over or under one point five passing TDs? Right, there it is. Over or under, more or less, up or down, left or right. You just make one choice, and it's very, very simple. So, what more are you looking for? Well, I guess you want the promo code because you're going to get a lovely little discount. Go to prizepigs.com and use the code believe prizepigs.com slash believe use the code believe for a deposit match of up to $100 prizepigs.com slash believe use the code believe for a deposit match of up to $100 Harry, uh, anything we need to get to before we do a couple of questions with Laura and then wrap this one up and thank you for your time again Laura I've enjoyed this uh, no nothing crazy pressing Okay, would you like to elaborate maybe one more story that's in the notes? Okay, well, I got uh, yeah, I got a couple here. I mean, just mostly fight bookings. We got uh, Paulo Costa versus Robert Whitaker official. We have oh. uh, Gilbert Burns versus Jack Della Maddalena official. Uh, and uh, Brian Ortega versus Yaya Rodriguez in a matchup between number two and number three at Featherweight in Mexico City. That oh, one wow. is going to be sick. Out of the three of them, you could commentate one fight. Whitaker, Costa, Ortega versus yeah, Rodriguez. And what was the third one? We've got uh, terrible man. Burns versus uh, JDM. See, they're all that. That's three good fights. It that's three good. big fights. You had to commentate one. Which one would it be? I would go Yair versus Ortega. I think because just I like a fight where there's lots of interesting things that, you know, are going to happen. Like, you know, that Yair is going to be throwing some crazy stuff. You you know that Brian Ortega might get into some crazy positions and submissions and whatnot. And that fight was shaping up really nicely when it happened the first time until Ortega. What was he tore his shoulder? Right. Mm, Yeah. Is that why he's been out this whole time? I think so. But then also maybe some personal i know there was all the stuff with tracy and whatnot and i think i think he probably just needed some time to wait to regroup yeah. but a big part of it i know was the was the shoulder so that that's gonna be a sick fight and i would love to i mean i won't be i'll be there but i'll be working the desk speaking of commentating when will you be back in the hot seat um february 4th um i can't remember i don't think we know the main event for that one yet where's that taking place apex you know? Oh, no, I'm not on that one. February the 4th is a Sunday, according to my calendar. Oh, well, then yeah. it's- <laughs> I'm seeing the third is uh, Roman <laughs> Roman Delice versus Nasruddin Imovov. There we go. Yes, oh, very good, very good, very good. And that right, five, go on. Well, when are you when are you doing it next? Because I've got next March weekend. You're commentating. 
You got who? March 23rd, Apex. Hold on, let's have a look. <laughs> so schedules out, shall we? No, I've only just started putting things in my calendar. Uh, March 23rd? No, they're not okay. going to put us together. Why? Just, I, we could how much awesomeness can one TV screen have? You know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. Sad. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended. Uh, all right. Typically, we send in uh, video, or we have people sending video questions to bympod at gmail.com. Brian, do we have a question that is suitable that we can answer? Also, Harrington, scour the Twitter and see what's suitable for Laura to answer. But Brian, first of all, over to you, bud. Well, while, while, while Brian searches through that, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating, positive review. Really appreciate that. It helps out the show. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new video drops. And if you want to catch over 500 episodes you can't find anywhere else, completely ad-free and totally uncensored, head to gasdigital.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get a seven-day free trial. And check out over 20 great shows on the network. Now, we'll say this, Harrington. I had a quick scour through the comments. And by the way, it's lovely to see all the support for Anthony Smith. Harrington, I'm addressing you. I want you to come back. It's lovely to see all the support for Anthony. There's always a few dickheads out there, right? You know what I mean? That, that hate on people and stuff. So I was having a look to make sure that people weren't too mean, you know? And Generally, I did see... when, I re- when I replace someone, they're usually pretty fucking... No, bad, no, they're going to be lovely to you, Laura. They're going to talk shit about me. They're going to say I was interrupting too much and this and that, right? So they can all kiss my ass. Uh, but I did see when I was checking on the love for Anthony... Comments about this King Palm hoodie, uh, sorry, beanie. And I've never noticed it before. And it's only today. And you're wearing it yet again. How many times have you worn this? Because I I had not noticed at all. Uh, probably like four or five. The first time was to impress Cheeto. It immediately popped Cheeto. So I was like, all right, this is, is cool. I got to keep rocking this. <laughs> what is King Palm? It's a brand I've never heard of. Uh, they, make, uh, they make materials oh, if you... Yeah, if you engage in, you know, adult uh, adult fun with smokable products. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you were going to say they make materials for pornographic websites or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other side of adult. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Brian, we got a video question? Yes, sir. First question we have here today is from Jordan. This is not MMA related. Do you know before you were super rich, multi-multi-millionaires? Because I know Harrington is a multi, 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 multi millionaire. You know, what's the most craziest thing you've done or you know somebody has done to get some money? Harrington, I know you got some stories to tell because I've got some stories to tell as well. And you know, and guys, should jump on Xbox with me and Harrington, right? Or PS5, whatever you play, right? We play some games here. Message me. All right, that's a good question, actually. Uh, and number one, you get bonus points, Laura, if you can identify the accent. Oh, that's Jamaican. No, that's Birmingham. It is? Well, that's Birmingham, England. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'm confusing it with, with I'm, I'm thinking Leon. Yeah, no, no, so that's what I thought. I that's thought because why, of Leon yeah. and his cornerman and yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I watch enough play, top way to know better. Craziest thing you've done for money. I don't know about crazies. I mean, I've done some terrible jobs. Yeah, exactly. What's the shit you... So so for those people that don't know, just real quick, pull back the curtain. Laurie, you were like some high-flying business exec. You were selling stocks and shares. You were in the... Oh, yeah. You were in the, the... the the What's the word I'm looking for? Finance. Finance world. You were shaking <laughs> it up. 
Yeah, so I had a whole previous career in early stage venture capital. Oh, oh, Zolly. <laughs> just <laughs> talking about equity and things like that, cap tables, such. Very, very fancy. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to think of the craziest thing I've ever done. I mean, I've definitely, I've done a lot more jobs for free in order to get a job that it would eventually pay. Like I covered um, Titan FC when it was always here in Kansas City in 29, 20, 2009 and 2010 and 2011, around there, I would write, I would go to the fights and write for a blog and literally do commentary, but it was like blow by blow typing it out. And then he did this and it was so awful. Play by play. Yeah, it's just terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. But I did that for free just so I could go to the fights. And the only, yeah, the only time I read that stuff is that, is if I get in and I can't find a highlight because UFC have done such a great job at getting all the fights offline. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, and, I, and I've got to do like a, a quick reaction on YouTube, but I've been driving home from Vegas. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. So Jake Paul did what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I read the play-by-play. -play. Other than that, who the fuck reads that? No one. Um, um, I can't think of a crazy thing I've done for money. I've done terrible jobs, though. Terrible jobs. And I think the most soul-destroying job for me was probably a door-to-door -door salesman. Oh, that's hard. It was bad. It was bad. And it wasn't, I wasn't even selling anything. I was trying to get people to convert their gas and electricity supplier from British gas to NPower, this company in the UK. Do you know what I mean? As soon as you knock on the door, they answer, they know. They know you're there. You've got a shitty suit on. I was overweight. I had a skinhead. I was not as verbally polished as I am now. And I've still got a long way to go. Funnily enough, I, did, I wasn't successful very often. But just walking door to door and it was it was all on a commission as well do you know what i mean so you'd leave your house at nine in the morning you get on the bus your day started at 12 then you go off to some city somewhere like an hour and a half drive you'd walk around you'd knock on the doors you get nowhere just doors slammed in your face all day long and then go home get in about midnight and you've earned nothing you know you get your basic a week i think it was 70 pounds a week but the commission was going to be crazy guys you oh, know yeah. what i mean you got you got sold all this bullshit and you got nowhere oh and i'll never forget one time you know there's a drink in england a lime and soda it's just lime cordial which you don't have in the states mm -mm. why don't you guys have cordial in america i don't know we call it cordial first off but i don't know you do well it's yeah. well, whatever cordial c-o-r-d-i like rose's lime that is a cordial Huh. Right, roses like that's the only one. But in England, you go in supermarkets, there's there's rolls of it. You got apple and blackberry, you know, you got strawberry, you got orange cordial. You just mix a bit of water in it and off you pop, it's delicious. You guys are much more sophisticated than us. We just yeah. like to get shit housed. Yeah. The, yeah, but that's yeah, but it's not not alcoholic kids. I grew up eating uh, drinking orange, orange squash. It's going to blow English people's minds. You can't get squash or cordial in the States. It's wild. Anyway, so for, for a lime and soda, which was lime cordial and a bit of soda water, it was like 50 pence, right? And we went into, um, so I was out. We were knocking on the doors all day long and we reconvened. We met for lunch in this pub and I didn't have a penny on me. I didn't have a penny. And I was so thirsty, right? And everyone's in and I was starving as well. I said, can someone just let me, let me 50p so I can get a lime cordial? And there was this guy and he was putting pound coins into the fruit machine, you know, like the gambling machines, yeah. we call them fruit machines. And he's just putting pound coin after pound coin after pound coin. I said, mate, can I borrow a pound so I can uh, just get myself a lime cordial? He said, oh, no, I, I, 
I, I ain't got enough, mate. And just carried putting them in, putting them in, putting them in. I was like, you fucking asshole. What a dick. I wanted to physically beat him up so bad. And you know what the best thing was? Just recently, he sent me a fucking DM on Instagram. Stop he, it. How did you know? Me, he sent me a DM on Instagram, because I'll never forget his face, pretending that we're all buddies and we're all mates. Do you know what I mean? Oh. So that was one of the shittest things I ever did for money. And, you know, um, and it was actually in that period that I actually ended up going to prison. I was killing it at that time. I was killing it. Uh, and I was. I went to court that morning. I thought I was going to get another slap on the wrist. And I was getting moved up the ladder. I was getting promoted. So I was going to go to court, then go to, to work, and nothing would, they wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go to work because I went to bloody prison. Right. And Rebecca would call in every day for me saying that I was sick. Like it was the greatest job in the world. And they saw it in the paper and they came around the house and knocked on the door. So we just want to let you know, we know Michael's not sick, but tell me still got a job because there's no other fucking dickhead stupid enough to do this. (laughs) Anyway, that's the shittiest thing I've done for money. I I did think of one other thing. I, um, I worked in medical PR and I had to cold call people and get them to try to write a story about a new hemorrhoid gun. There you go. Do you I like, don't know if you've do you, experienced hemorrhoids, but there was a new breakthrough solution that looked like a giant rocket that would be inserted by a doctor, of course. And then yeah. you pull the trigger and it would shoot a perfect circle of staples that would, uh, you know, contain the hemorrhoids and then they would fall off and you'd be good to go. So I had to convince them to write about that. That sounds like a medieval torture device. Fortunately, never had hemorrhoids. Fortunately, never had to have a rocket-like thing inserted into my anus. Uh, At that point, we're going to go to Mike Harrington, who's scoured Twitter for some suitable questions, and then we'll wrap up the show. Harrington. Um. Yeah, so, uh, Laura, the the number one question people want to know is, you know, not necessarily your work outside the cage, but inside. Cody Marrow says, if Dana opened the 105-pound division, would you take another fight? Oh, you know what? I would love to. I mean, my my mind says yes, but my body at this age says no. I'm, you know, I just turned 41, and while I still train uh, fairly regularly, it's such a shadow of what I used to do that I could not disrespect the game as such and and pretend to think that I could like go out there and, and do what these guys do now. But maybe a few years ago, maybe like five, six years ago, I would have strongly considered it because I do think that they should have an Adam weight, weight class. I'm a little biased, of course, but um, yeah. Do you think that'll happen soon? You know, I think if you really are serious about making big En-ROADS in China, there are a lot of smaller framed women there. And I think that I've actually had this conversation many times with Mick. It is a little bit, I'm not going to lie and say it's the deepest division ever, but it's way deeper than featherweight ever was. And Mm. you've got cute girls and more than three people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of, there's, there's a handful um, of women now in the UFC who would be better suited as Adam weights. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Two of them, and I'm, and I'm completely blanking on their names out, but there were two Brazilian girls that fought on a card I commentated recently, and she had just won the Invicta and weight title. And so they're just, they're forced to fight up a weight class, and you don't get the best version of them. But I don't know if we'll see it. Let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. And this might sound like an ignorant comment, so that's why it's a question. Um, one would think at 105 pounds 
they wouldn't have the power to be able to finish ladies with their yeah. hands. Or do you think that, that, that that's an ignorant assumption? No, or well, you're, not, you're not entirely wrong, but it's a lot like, it's not that dissimilar from straw weight though, where you, you get more TKOs, you know, if you get cracked mm. hard enough to like yep. lose your balance, you're, you're not going to get walk off knockouts unless yeah. you get a head kick no. has and can happen a lot more grappling success for sure. And that's was, yeah. I was always way better at grappling than I was at striking. Um, but I, as you I, say on the TKOs though, the, the, the accumulation. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But you get, it's, you know, you get the pace, right? You get the insane pace. Um, and I think particularly with women's MMA, especially when it first came on the scene in the UFC, there was this sense of like, we, they wanted to go out there and prove themselves. And so it wasn't always like the most polished approach, but there was something about the, like, we're just going to go out there and show them we're not boring, show them that like, we, we deserve to be here. You get that, I think, too, with the autumn weights because mm. it's often over, you know, an overlooked weight class. I'm sold. You make a good case, Laura. You actually do, though. You do make a good case because a lot of strawweight fighters are incredibly exciting. Yeah. And they could cut down to 115. Harrington, uh, sorry, 105. Harrington, don't disappear. And don't mute yourself. Don't Sorry. continue to mute yourself. <laughs> Sorry about that. My wife is in the background. It felt a, li a little bit distracting. Um, okay. Uh, Ludus Charta MMA wants to know, outside of uh, Natalia Silva, which WMMA will have a sneaky impact in 2024? Ooh. Are you speaking another language? <laughs> he means which female fighter? Uh, um, WM women's martial artist. Yeah, women's mixed martial artist. Um, WMMA. A sneaky w impact. God, see that I'm so bad at these questions off the top of my head. If I had ten no, minutes I to like, remind myself, I would. Harrington's okay. trying to set you up. That was that 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 was out of order, Harrington. Okay, this one's super super easy. That was, that uh, was while, really while you. All right. So while we, you have we, a think we, about we that, Brian to edit that. But she, what do you mean think about it? She's now going to focus on the next question. Mm -hmm. She's going to retroactively okay. think. We Jesus, how did you have a bit of respect? <laughs> uh, guys, I've got a question for you. Uh, you know that fighter that you've hardly ever heard of that, uh, you know, that made an impact that just recently burst onto the scene. Who else could have the same kind of impact? <laughs> That's a hard question, right? Okay. Softballer. All right. How about this one? Nick Jonathan wants to know, uh, we need to know the skincare routine uh, or just admit that you're actually 25. Oh, skincare routine. Let's sweet. go. Let's that's go. That's a very, very <laughs> sweet question. Um, and I will say, I get a lot of people are like, she uses a filter on her. How could I use a filter on? I mean, I, I have used filters before. I'm not saying I haven't, but like, you can seriously, seriously see that my face does move and I do have wrinkles. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But how much Botox are we talking, Laura? Come on, let's be honest. Oh, I, I definitely have, but like, not. I'm going to say, because like, I, I don't. Mine does. Look at that. I've got a stick man on my forehead. I've got Jesus being crucified <laughs> on the cross. I am a demon. A no, cyclone. I, <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've been using retinol for like many, many years. And honestly, it's my mom. My mom has always had great skin and it's genetics. And I wish I could. Just, just on that note, Ellie, my daughter, she's on this crazy health kick right now. She um, won't wear makeup because of yeah. the chemicals in it. Yeah. I never, I never wear it unless I'm like, I am wearing it some right now, but when I'm not 
on camera, I never have any on. So maybe that helps too. I don't know. Ellie, have a bit of self-respect. You look like shit. Get it together. Oh, what are you doing? You're representing the Bisping name. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> to, go on. Uh, 138MMA wants to know, uh, he says, regional scene stories are the best. Ask her what the weirdest thing she ever experienced on the regional scene was. Weird promotion, strange fighter, shifty characters, etc. Just a good regional story. Oh, that is a good question. That's and a I great agree question. Do you, do you want to go first? No, 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 I don't. I was just going to buy you a bit of time unless you have something instantly. Well, I had a girl. I was actually set to fight a girl. I don't remember what year what this would have been, but it was amateur, obviously. But like I, my hands were wrapped. I was already warmed up, broke a sweat, ready to go. And she claimed that she couldn't fight because she didn't bring her cup, which I thought was weird. But apparently some women used to or do or did. I need clarification on this, honestly. There are female cups. And she was claiming that she forgot hers and she couldn't find one. So she couldn't. So she pulled out of the fight. But stuff like that constantly, like people borrowing other people's cups, like people falling out of the cage. No, no, no. I do want to ask you about that because yeah. I think I think even live on air, uh does it hurt if you were to get kicked in the groin? Because obviously yeah. for a man, of course it does. And we all know that. And we know why, right? But, but f- as a female, I would imagine that that still hurts. So, so a cup to me doesn't sound uh, weird or strange, or am I incorrect? No, no, you're right. It doesn't seem that crazy because it absolutely hurts like horrendous. I, it's impossible to compare because I've never had testicles. But... And don't plan to, but, um, well, you know, 2023, you never know. It hurts you might a have lot. There's point. a lot of nerve endings down there and I've taken a shin. It's a sensitive up. area. It's a sensitive area. I mean, you take a shin full on, it is not a fun feeling and it will double you over, which is why they have the low, you know, low blow calls for women. I think because <laughs> I'm going to be sensitive how I talk about this. I think because we're less susceptible to shots like this way, and grazing doesn't hurt. It would have to be like, it would have to be like a skin, just like straight up. That one really hurts. But I think because so many other angles don't hurt, that maybe we don't want to bother with it. And I do feel like, isn't don't you feel like there's a little bit of an advantage when you have someone in an armbar and you have a cup on? Oh, big time. That's why I would always wear a metal cup because oh. the metal cup. Uh, because they're, they're hard. The tie cups. The metal, the metal tie cups, because they really protrude from the body. So there's a little life hack for any young fighters out there. If you do an armbar in a metal cup, it accentuates the uh, effectiveness. Fulcrum. The fulcrum. The fulcrum. It's, it, it hurts. And also, by the way, you know, just a metal cup in the face, you know, if you're in north, south or oh. something like that, it's a weapon. Okay? Literally. I'm kind of surprised that more people, and you can ask Zach Cummings about this, that more people don't use hip strikes from North-South, because, and especially women. And maybe it's just the smaller women, but I have very bony hips. And when I would get North-South, even in practice, and like just, it's almost the same thing as like a really hard hip faint, right? It's, you're going to knock anybody out, but like it's enough no. to make you want to move out like of shoulder the position. Bone. Yeah. Uh, I'm not making excuses well, for the GSP fight, but amongst the catalogue of errors that went wrong and my ribs being ripped and all the rest of it, because of the metal cup, a metal cup weighs more than a plastic cup. And because I'm a weird, unorganized, sometimes cheap bastard, my jocks, because I never wore a cup in training ever. 
Ever. I don't think when I, when I, yeah, yeah, never, never. Uh, yeah, no, never, never. Um, and I was always very lucky, I guess. Um, so, so my, my jock strap that you put the cup in, had got very old and deteriorated. And because of the weight of the metal cup in the GSP fight, it broke. You know what I mean? So there was a metal cup just swinging around. It looked like I had a massive, massive penis. It wasn't. Guys, you might have got choked up. My God, you see the cock on the guy? It was huge, man. No, that was my cup swinging around, not my balls. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. There's the downsides of the metal cup. Yeah. And don't forget, we, want we to saw finish the show on Harrington. Want to finish okay. the show? No, no, uh, don't forget what. No, this one's this one's good. Uh, Crypto Mentor ninety nine uh, is asking for your favorite rib restaurant in all of Kansas City. Ooh, that's a great question and an important one if you are from Kansas City, um, because there's very strong feelings about this. Ribs. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Joe's. I like Joe's ribs. It used to be called Oklahoma Joe's. And then it seemed ridiculous to have such a famous Kansas City restaurant with the word Oklahoma in it. So we just said no to that. Um, LC's is kind of the uh, the inside place. If you come here, okay. no one will tell you to go there because it's kind of in a not so great part of town. There may or may not be bars on the windows, but that's usually where the best food is. So, what, What's the name of the very touristy one where everybody gets sent, where I got Joe's. sent? Joe's. Joe's. Yeah. And yeah. then there's also Q39 and uh, jack stack those are the three big ones that tourists always okay. get and they're really good i do love a little bit of uh barbecue gates harrington is saying is that good as well honestly no one around here really thinks gates is like amazing no. yeah gates is struggling to pay the rent right now and you're not helping laura okay times are tough in 2023 but hopefully your time was not tough you enjoy yourself i did i did thank you so much for having me on i i appreciate it i would love no, to thank you laura Thank and you very, very much. Not to put too fine a point on it, but now you have to come online. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will. I know. And that is, to be honest, that is the unwritten rule of podcasting. If somebody comes on, you're like, oh, shit. I've got to do that. <laughs> that was another one of my um, um, resolutions, if you will. Not resolutions. I don't like to do that, but I'm not right. Okay. Because I get asked to go on podcasts all the time and I just, I just ignore it. I don't say no. I just ignore the DMs and the messages and the emails, you know, because I'm very busy as it is. But I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to start just doing people a solid, putting my name out there, you know. Anyway, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Big thank you to Laura Sacco. Big thank you to you guys. We'll be back on Monday with Anthony Smith. And we're going to be doing the 2023 trivia show. As you know, last year was amazing. So don't miss that one. And I will be interrupting Anthony every two seconds. So come on come back on Monday.